episode of the Stadium Journey podcast. Thanks for joining us. You can find all of our Stadium Journey, our Stadium our stadium reviews. See what happens when I say the same stadium thing. Stadium Journey. Journey. But you can find all of our reviews, dude items, and other feature stories on the website, stadiumjourney.com, the mothership. Connect with us on our social media channels at Stadium Journey. You can find audio versions of the Stadium Journey podcast by using whatever podcast aggregator you use, whatever your favorite one is, and search HIAC Talk Radio Network. Or check us out on Spotify. Video simulcasts of this podcast can be found on Stadium Journey's YouTube page. Our classic back catalog can still be found at VOCNation.com. We are just all over the place. And we record live every other Tuesday night at 8 Eastern at twitch.tv slash danlaw83. Before we get going tonight, let me take a minute and introduce our starting lineup. Dave Cotney is here. Follow him at ProFan9. Mark Viquez and his high school yearbook picture can be found at Fall Park Hunter. <laughs> Mark, Mark's toggling between live and a, and a picture. I know I know why that every time I go off the screen, it, it goes to that. That's actually my work picture, so yes. High school picture, yes. Teacher high school. High school teacher picture. My high school yearbook picture is so old, it's in black and white. No, seriously, it is in black and white. Mine is two. Uh, Dan Chico is with us, as always. The above average comedian. You can follow him at DanLaw83. And I am Paul Baker. You can follow me at PuckmanRI. And everybody who's with us tonight, thanks for bearing with us. We are formatting things a little bit differently now on the Stadium Journey podcast because... Uh, Obey the Puck is no more. We have wrapped recording of that. And so now we're trying to stretch our content and expand our content with the Stadium Journey podcast. We're trying to be sleek and sexy now. Uh, you know, if you look at our panel, that's kind you know, of a difficult it wasn't, it wasn't it, Bullshit, I'm gorgeous. You could be sexy and not be sleek, right? So what <laughs> we're doing... Yeah. So instead of doing one giant hour and a half two-hour-long podcast, we're splitting it into two. So one week we're going to do an interview or a main topic or a ranking, as we have traditionally done, the meat and potatoes of the podcast. And then in the off week, we are going to recap our trips. And if need be, if time allows, maybe touch on a current event at the time. So uh, we hope that by doing this, we're able to give you better recaps of the art of stadium journeying without making our podcast last for too long. So. This is the trips and topics week. So let's jump into where we have been since we all last got together. And Dave, this is the moment you have been waiting 600 days for. You went somewhere, man. Not 600. It's 497. <laughs> yeah, 400. No, honestly, Holy. it is 497 days in between trips. He counted uh, every one of them. The Rochester Nighthawks. On the wall. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. My wife was mad that there were all those. Tick marks on my wall. <laughs> That's what they're called, tick marks. <laughs> so 497 days uh, between my trip to the Rochester Nighthawks, February 29th of 2020, and uh, and my latest trip. So being <laughs> the, the sporting snob that I am, uh, never had much time or interest in inter-county league baseball, which is which is basically a semi-pro league uh, that we have here in Ontario. But with uh, desperate times come desperate measures. So um, 
I kind of, I think I picked the cream of the crop and I headed to Welland, Ontario, which is just south of St. Catharines, southwest of Niagara Falls, to see the Welland Jackfish. So uh, Welland Stadium actually is probably, if not the best stadium in the Intercounty League, it's it's in the top two. Uh, former, it's a former affiliated minor league stadium. So the Welland Pirates played there from New York Penn League uh, in the mid '90s, I believe. It didn't last too long, about five years. And then the very short-lived Canadian Baseball League played there, Niagara Stars, and then some other stuff. But currently, they are home of the Well and Jackfish. And they actually get a fairly decent uh, following. Um, you know, I'm used to intercounty baseball. We have the Kitchener Panthers. They've been around forever. They've actually founded in 1919 with the, with the league itself. Uh, but we do not have – in Kitchener, we do not have much of a following. Um, you know, portable bleacher seats at Jack Couch part. That's that's about it. So Welland Stadium is actually a permanent permanent facility. Uh, you know, decent seating, uh, benches, benches. Uh, if you're willing to pay a little more, you can have a back on your bench. Um, and you know, typical sort of minor league baseball, like heavy on the promotions. Um. You know, the guy who was the host, in-game host, who was running around doing all the work, was also the president of the team. So, uh, you know, it's a little bit different. Uh, you know, it's different in minor league baseball with the with the, the GMs do. Uh, and it's even more different in, in independent league. So, you know, president running around in his, in his T-shirt and shorts and goofy socks and uh, and doing everything. Um, not exactly a great game. But, you know, you never notice. It was, uh, they played the London Major 16 to 3 was the final total. But, uh, you know, it was just, it was great to be out. Um, decent ballpark, pretty simple. Uh, they had some, they had some swag there. They had some, you know, concessions, nothing overly spectacular. Uh, but it, it, it hit the spot in a pinch. So, the 497-day drought is over. Right. And, of course, on August 9th, the borders are getting open back up at least one way. Yeah, I'm not sure what what the, what it's going to look like going the other way. I think right now you actually have to have a, a residence. Like, you can go, you can cross the border, but you actually have to own own property, I believe. So it's not like um, it's not like I could could have head to the Jays game tonight. Is it one of those things? Another cabin, Dave. I was gonna say, is it one of those (laughs) things where I just get a bill in your name and just fax it over or fax it? Yeah, Jesus. Just send me your deed, Dan, and I got you. (laughs) I'm working on another one. Can you put it in your name and (laughs) pay you? I'll just head over. But uh, you know what? Uh, We had we did have uh, Toronto FC played here um, last. Or yeah, this past Saturday, uh, they had seven thousand fans, I believe. Um, frontline workers and a few season ticket holders, uh, all by lottery. Um, they play again tomorrow. Uh, Fifteen thousand expected. The Blue Jays play on July the thirtieth. Uh, Fifteen thousand ex- 
you know, is, is the capacity. Uh, protocols for the OHL came out today. Um, pretty strict ones, actually. All players, uh, staff, coaches, refs, you know, everybody. Stick boys, billets even, uh, all have to be double-dose vaccinated. Well, that makes um, sense, though. You don't want else. a player staying in a house with positive absolutely so yeah absolutely but you know it's and i'm I'm guessing that it's the it's the same uh down there there's there's a contingent of people who who just for whatever reason uh do not believe in the vaccination process and um feel that it is their right to not get a vaccine uh and they're wrong our, our government, <laughs> our out. government has not been uh, stringent enough to say, like for instance, that teachers must have the vaccine, or um, even there there have been a couple outbreaks in retirement homes where it's come out that a worker or two has not been vaccinated, which is a little bit mind-boggling. Uh, but so the OHL coming out and saying that everybody has to be vaccinated, and if you don't want that, then fine. Our ball, our rules. Yeah. You know, go go play U.S. college, or go somewhere else. Uh, so I mean, it's good on them. You know, funny enough though, the the OUA uh, responded with there will be no requirements for Canadian university sports. So who knows where that's all going to get us. Um, but you know, it it was it was sure nice to do something that seemed a little bit more normal. I just wanted to add. Uh, you mentioned the contingency of people who are saying we're not getting this; it's bad. And blah, 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 blah. just pointing out, without getting to a further discussion, as everybody can clear, clearly see where my hair is receding. Um, McConnell, who was part of the uh, uh, T, I know. Paul, who was part of the trying to block people having to get the vaccine had just tweeted with a video of him saying the same thing to get vaccinated so we don't end up where we were last fall and that is all full well, stop the numbers yeah and full stop the end of the conversation uh, the, the numbers yeah. the delta variant is still being fought off by this vaccine 99% of the hospitalizations are people that are unvaccinated. So are the deaths. I need, I'm not discussing it further past this. It's on record. We're moving on now. I don't need to, if I don't see Genesis or Ghostbusters, I'm holding all you lazy, ignorant motherfuckers responsible. I'll I want to see, see Genesis and Ghostbusters at the same time. All right. That's too much. That's, Dan's that's, head would explode. That's too much for me. <laughs> I mean, I can't right. even get this knot out of this wire. Are you saying that Phil Collins would 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 avoid, would uh, yes, create, Dave create a song where the copyright was infringed upon? Phil Collins would steal a Super Freak and to listen, be the theme song for Ghostbusters. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Hold on for a second. For a second, I'm not. I'm not debating like last time. I'm not debating anything you said because. Uh, Ray Parker Jr. absolutely rewrote, technically didn't even rewrite, I Want a New Drug by Huey Lewis in the News. 
He got sued for it and they lost. And the only reason why that that is null and void is because Huey Lewis then in an interview broke the non-disclosure. So now the rights revert back to Mr. Parker. Um, And Phil, all I'm saying is Susudio is 1999 by Prince. And I've got to go listen to all of those. You're welcome. You know what? A lot of songs are very similar, even even today's pop stars. It's amazing how they do sound yeah. alike. Yeah, I never even thought about listen. the studio and uh, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, right. Listen to the keyboard. You're welcome. Thank you. I can <laughs> see it. I can all can see it. Listen, I love Phil. I can say it. He's he was very verbal about that he's like i just took prince's 1999 and rewrote it because i like that song that's <laughs> that was it my dearly beloved you can you dearly beloved it, you could use it phil genesis is pretty good he it's probably never even heard of genesis all right back on topic yeah. back on topic there we go that's Mark. why the show's long yeah because <laughs> of tangents yes <laughs> you started it i did I blame myself. Mark, have you gone on any trips over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I went to Fort Wayne and I saw the Tin Caps minor league baseball team during the day. And then I saw a soccer game at night. Uh, so we'll start with the Tin Caps. Um, it was a one o'clock game. Yeah, one o'clock game. The weather was overcast the whole day. In fact, it was supposed to rain. And luckily it didn't. Uh, I don't think we got any raindrops. Not a huge crowd in Fort Wayne. It feels like every time I see the Tin Caps, it's uh, not one of their better games due to weather. Uh, maybe I need to get back up there and, and <laughs> pray for sunshine. Uh, but I had a great time. I got one of their apple fritters with some ice cream. Very good. And I was going to get a, a Philly cheesesteak sandwich there, or, or what they called a, a cheesesteak sandwich. But they closed up the Hands. I got to walk around the the stadium. The more the more I'm there, the more I like it. And then um, they are really hospitable to us. You know, the PR guy made sure everything was taken care of. He met me in the parking lot with my press credential. Uh, I had a certificate for food because they weren't taking cash. I probably could have bought some merchandise because he gave me more than enough. But I gave back whatever I didn't use to him because that's what you're supposed to do. And they said, definitely come back another time. I think they gave me a, a season pass. I can I can go there whenever I want. So I probably will be back up there sometime this year uh, with some nicer weather. Just an hour and 40-minute drive for me. So after that, if you heard me on the last podcast, I said I was going to check out some Fort Wayne FC USL League 2, and I didn't know what to expect. Wow, well, this was this quite the experience? Uh, had over 1,000 people at this high school field. They had everything set up uh, for the Fort Wayne team. The only thing that kind of stunk was the gridiron marks on the on the uh, field. But there was a nice, passionate crowd. Uh, there was enough volunteers that did a lot of work to help things go smoothly with concessions and tickets. They had a merchandise uh, area that was very impressive. Prices were affordable. They had beer. They had food. It wasn't a huge array of uh, products, but it was enough. And I had a really great time. It was really nice watching fourth division soccer with that many people. Reminded me of the days of uh, watching Tim Howard play for the North Jersey Imperials. We were going back 25 years, almost 25 years with that. Uh, but yeah, Fort Wayne, they're building their own stadium. It's not definite, but 
I talked to uh, the team president. He thinks it's 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 ninety nine percent sure, and they have some great plans up there. I never thought Fort Wayne was uh, a hotbed for lower division soccer, but they get they got some they got some uh, objection. Yeah, they have some goals and plans to move ahead, and uh, you know move up the ladder to USL or even the MS, uh, I'm sorry, USL1 or USL Championship. So a nice double header of football, soccer, and baseball. Had a great time up in Fort Wayne. Every time I go there, check out Fort Wayne Coney Island. You get a couple Coney's. And I had a good time. I had a blast. So uh, that's, yeah, that's probably the only travels and travels I've been to since I'm preparing for this week. Uh, big major super travel. So good times in Fort Wayne. All right. So I actually yeah. did a few games. Over the last couple of weeks, uh, started off two weekends ago in Brockton, Massachusetts at Campanelli Stadium. Now, for those of you who are new to the podcast, I have a little history with Campanelli Stadium. It is actually where Pam and I got married 11 years, almost 11 years ago. Uh, Oh, sorry. Pam, no, don't. (laughs) Um, Anyway, for for the longest, it was uh, built as an independent baseball stadium. Uh, and the Rocks played there in the Can-Am League for, for 10 years. Uh, the team's finances were a mess. Uh, they had an older who was uh, not really taking care of the books. So they dropped down to a summer collegiate league team, ostensibly for one year to fix their books, get everything, their finances straightened out. 10 years later, they're still playing summer college ball. Now, the big story about my trip to Campanelli Stadium was how bad this place is falling apart. Okay. So if any of you had been there during the glory days of the Rocks when they were a pro team, know that it was your typical independent league, you know, fun time, family oriented with lots of giveaways, lots of distractions, lots of things to do, uh, lots of different food carts, uh, you know, and Brockton used to attract pretty decent crowds, even uh, during their summer college days. They always were near the top of the Futures League in attendance. We were there on a Saturday night, and I think there were maybe 100 people there. That's not the big story, though. Yeah, the big story was the deterioration of the ballpark. So all the things that used to be there were gone. The, The concession stands, with one exception, were closed. They had one window open with limited menu. All the grill carts, all the portable things, the souvenir stands that used to line the concourse, all gone. The children's play area that used to be out in the outfield is gone. The beer garden is gone. The scoreboard is broken. <laughs> the video board doesn't work. Um, there's no more in-game host. There's no more DJ. Uh, it was just, it was really, really sad. They only have one back entrance to the ballpark open now you only park in one small area it was as it has gone to as bare bones as you can get where what what happened well they had a con they had contracted this company to oversee operations and let's just say they failed miserably didn't do their job the event center that's attached to the ballpark where we had our wedding now closed i mean everything's gone there um, they actually had a raccoon infestation. The, to tell you about what kind of care that has been taken to Campanelli Stadium. Uh, 2019, the city finally said, hey, they finally kicked out this uh, 
company that was taking care of the property, kicked them out, went in, found out that the place was infested with raccoons. How do you go to ballpark? How do you have a team play in a ballpark that's infested by raccoons? <laughs> so it, it's just, it was just really sad. I have, so, a, I have a real quick question. Comparison. What was better, Fitzner or this place? During its heyday? Oh, uh, Campanelli, not even close. No, no, I mean now? Uh, last visits. Oh, Fitzner. <laughs> wow, that's that's a low bar. Um, basically what, what it was, I mean, it was in this real ballpark, so it had that going for it, but it was like having a high school game or a little league game at a real ballpark. So there was nothing extraneous. You went in, there was one snack bar open, so, you know, I got a they had did have some craft beers from a local brewery, so had a couple beers, and I was okay with that. But yeah, it was it. It was just uh, from where it used to be to where yeah. it is now. Very sad. Yeah, I've been to uh, that was Tinker Field for me in Orlando uh, when it became a Florida Collegiate Baseball League team. It was yeah, just one concession stand open. It had old signs and banners from when it was a Southern League club with the Orlando Rays yeah, the signs and it was updated. a ghost town. It, yeah. Yeah. It was, a, it was a ball ghost town ballpark and you had maybe 25, 30 people there. The field looked like crap because they had a yep. concert there and there was like, instead of growing grass, they put white powder over the patches. Um, wow. It, it just, it was, it was terrible. And I've been to some ballparks like that from time to time. And they're, it's fascinating because you just feel like you're in an abandoned place. And, and that's that's tough to hear about uh, Campanelli Stadium. I mean, how much longer do you think they're going to allow that stadium to deteriorate before somebody says, well, now let's knock this, it down? Or Right. Well, it's, adjacent, it's right in between the high school and the fairgrounds. So if you know Brockton, it's a prime spot. So will they knock it down? No, but they've got, the city is going to have to sink some serious money into it to get it habitable again. We'll see what happens. Uh, where well, else did maybe, I go? Maybe, maybe uh, you can, you know, convince the wife to go and renew their renew your vows, and and they'll have a big event to to hold. You can't. The, the event center's closed. <laughs> uh, yeah. And actually, at the time where we got married, I was working for the Paw Sox, and she was adamant: we are not getting married at McCoy Stadium. Even I probably could, could have got the whole thing for free because she said, I am not getting married under a tent. And Brockton had this fancy event center. Everything was everything was done fantastically, very professionally run at the time. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was a great, great time, but yeah, times change. So where else did I go? I did a couple of Cape League games for the first time we headed out to the Cape. Uh, out of the 10 Cape League ballparks, we probably went to my two least favorites, unfortunately. But the we went to uh, Spillane Field, home of the Wareham Gateman. And then we went to McKeon Field, which is home of the Hyannis Harbor Hawks. Now, the highlight of going to the Harbor Hawks was that it was my granddaughter's first baseball game. I, I was going to say, like, stop. Let's face the facts. We don't care what you think now. What did the little one think? Okay, well, she's only 18 months, so she didn't have anything to say about it. But the re our reasoning behind it is we had her for the weekend. It was my uh, my stepdaughter's 30th birthday, so we had the baby. Uh, we said, you know what? We're going to a game. And 
the Cape Cod League we decided was the perfect place because A, doesn't cost anything to go. So if we have to leave after two innings, we're okay. Or even if we give the donate, they give they have a suggested donation. So you pay five, 10 bucks, you get in. So if we had to leave early, no problem. There's plenty of room to walk around. So if she can't sit still, no problem. Let's wander around. Let's walk around. Let's see the people. Let's see the dogs. She loves dogs. So there's lots of dogs that keep Cod League games. So we packed her up. We packed up with snacks and toys and everything. Got her little beach chair to go along with our two big beach chairs. And we, in Hyannis, there's this platform that's over the hill. All the seating area is on a, they call it the cliff. It's on top of a big hill. So they have this one flat section. So we staked out a, a, a spot there so the baby won't roll down the hill or anything. And set up our chairs and set her up with the snacks. Went and got a couple of hot dogs and a piece of pizza. She was having a blast. Wasn't really paying attention to the game. How are you going to at 18 months? But whenever people would cheer, she would start clapping. And she was having fun and pointing out all the dogs to me and everything. About halfway through the game, I went and got another slice of pizza because, you know, just a hot dog at a game isn't going to do it. She ended up eating pretty much most of my piece of pizza, too. <laughs> and then the best part is around the, the sixth or seventh inning, she started tugging on me again. It's like, oh, you want to go for a walk? You know, you're tired of sitting still. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And started dragging me over. She, she walked me right to the concession stand and stopped. <laughs> she wanted another piece of pizza. Well, she got that figured. Oh, it was so funny. But yeah, she, she had a great time and saw the dogs and saw a couple other kids about her age. So got to play with some other kids and she, she had a great time. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So look, the first of many, many games for, for Lyra, I'm sure. And uh, then last Sunday, I did our buddy Tim Capper proud. Went to my first ever indoor football game at the DCU That's Center in Worcester, Massachusetts. Well, you um, would rather see an AFL game, but... Well, those don't exist, so... <laughs> yeah, I know they don't exist. Yeah. Pam was not happy to be riding shotgun on this one. She was in a very bad mood about going to indoor football. But it was raining, so we couldn't go to a baseball game. So I said, you know what? Tickets are very affordable. Yeah, makes sense. We got end zone tickets for $15. <gasps> we know Worcester fairly well, so we knew where to park for free. And if you have to pay for parking, it was only 10 So it's very affordable. Um, maybe about a thousand people in the DCU center, maybe 1500 people, DCU center seats, 14,000. So as you can expect, really that much, wow. well, they no, did, they do have curtain song, which probably reduces yeah. capacity to about between seven or 8,000 probably. Well, I never knew. Yeah. That's, and that's the former Centrum, correct? The Centrum. Yeah. The, yeah, the okay. Centrum was built in the eighties because the Boston garden was getting so old and so lousy that concerts wouldn't go to Boston anymore. So they said, we need a place. If we're going to have concerts in Massachusetts, we need to build a new place. So they built it in Worcester. And yeah, it worked. Concerts started going there. It's not the best place to catch a game. Concourse is a very narrow. Seating bowl is not, it's very flat. So if you're sitting behind somebody who's tall, you're not going to see much. Mm -hmm. um, and for hockey, the, the end zone seats kind of go straight up too. So just it's not the best place for sports, but it worked for for indoor football. I had, didn't know what to expect going there, but it was a fun time. Not something I would do very often, but you know, me and a thousand other people had a good time. If you if a football goes in the stands, you get to keep it, which is pretty interesting. 
the first extra point. I'm like, why is everybody going crazy? And then it hit me. Oh, extra point that come that's coming at us. So those were my trips. I had four trips, and uh, in a minute we'll find out about the big one, which is coming up in the next week. So uh, that is our trip recap for the past week, and this is uh, how we're going to try to structure the podcast going forward. Hopefully, we'll smooth out the rough edges a little bit. But thanks for supporting us and hanging out with us. So Dan, uh, as we close things out, where can our listeners follow you online? Dan Law eight three all social media platforms. Hey, you may have a stadium visit coming up in the next couple of weeks. Me, you, Kelly, and Pam. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's right. I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. I guess what? Maybe. You know, speaking of uh, real quick, the con- literally second. Uh, you're talking about th- small concourses at old arenas. I forgot when you posted that thing about the spectrum. Um, I looked through all my pictures and I realized, and I hadn't remembered, I took a picture of the concourse, uh, that last game there. Oh, how did we walk through that? You, you got to uh, get up close. I used to like doing that as a teenager because you were jammed up. So you had to rub up against everybody. Oh, no. You know, well, now that I'm older <laughs> and I hate people, like I looked at that picture and I said, no, thank you. But anyway, and, I just and uh, now that I'm twice as wide. Yeah, I wouldn't enjoy it. As yeah. Much. Now that I'm yeah. twice as wide, I'm like, no, thank you. I'm glad it's uh, supersized now. <laughs> so, uh, Mark, I know you've got some stadium journeys planned for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I have Any, a few. Anytime I'm going to do a ball. I'm going to do a ballpark tour and I'm going to check out uh, Johnson City, the Doughboys. We're going to do the Greenville River Riders, Danville Otterbots, uh, goodness, Charlotte Knights, Durham Bulls, Canapolis Cannonballers, the Spartan Burgers and Duncan State, Duncan Stadium. And who did I forget? Oh, yeah, the Burlington Sock Puppets who are hosting us this Saturday night. Should be a lot of fun. I hope to pick up another ballpark somewhere along the way. I'm going to be hanging out with my buddy from college and my old friend from back over New Jersey told me to give her a call and get a cup of coffee when I'm in Greensboro. So <laughs> um, should be a fun time. And where can our listeners follow your travels throughout the great state of North Carolina? They can follow me at Ballpark Hunter on Twitter, Instagram, and on my YouTube page. I'm at 494 subscribers. I need six more for 500. If you are my 500 subscriber, I will make a video and give you a shout out. So call her 500, subscribe now. So if I unsubscribe and resubscribe, then what's number 500 if I get the video? You know... You have to work that out. And yeah, I guess that could happen. You have to work that out. If you can work the system, yes. But uh, let's be honest. Somewhere out there, there's a, there's somebody who doesn't know about that page, and they're going to subscribe. Right. Yeah, it's Ballpark Business. What's that? I'm going to have a lot of stuff from the Carolinas. Somewhere out there, there's somebody who doesn't know about the Stadium Journey page. There's a lot of people who don't know about it. Where are you? What are you doing? We, we, oh. update, we updated the page recently. It looks good now. So. And uh, I was going to have. Oh, go ahead, Mark. Go for it. Well, I was just going to say I was going to have Dave. uh... And we have some balls. Yeah. Just end it. We're done. Uh, Good night, Dave. I was going to have Dave 
Dave got took off. Good night, Follow everybody. Follow David ProFan9. Nine. <laughs> did, he di- did he disappear? He disappeared. As for myself, I also have a big trip coming through the Carolinas starting Friday. The, the annual Stadium Journey Convention is in Burlington, North Carolina, like Mark said. Uh, thanks in advance to our buddy Anderson Rathburn and everyone with the Sock Puppets for hosting us. So uh, I'm going to be doing 11 games in 10 nights. So here's where I'm oh, going wow. real quick. I'm going to hit the Danville Autobots, Burlington Sock Puppets, the Winston-Salem Dash, the High Point Thomasville High Toms, the Forest City Owls, the Gastonia Honey Hunters, Kannapolis Cannonballers, the Greensboro Grasshoppers, the High Point Rockers, the Fredericksburg Nationals, and the Jersey Shore Blue Claws on the way home. Yeah, uh, Mark, you, sure. you and I are overlapping on one game in Danville. Yeah, we are. You know, I, I may switch that up. I, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I'm going to have to look at your schedule again. Because yeah. uh, so at Monday, my, I don't know if I'm – yeah. Go for you it. Can, you can follow Where my stadium journeys you? on Twitter or Instagram at PuckmanRI. Dave, welcome back. <laughs> okay, Rogers, we, we're having a chat. <laughs> Hey, Dave, once again, where can our listeners follow you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, ProFan9. Literary journey still continues, even though I've broken my 497-day drought. I just finished. Paul, you would like this one, believe it or not. The Yankee Years by Joe Torre and Tom Verducci. Um, Absolutely not. You know what? I I thought that because, you know, I, like you, detest the Yankees, but it was really, uh, really well written, did not. Um, did not pull any punches with regards to how the team changed over time. And, and really, they did a great job of, of kind of snapshotting uh, baseball and how baseball changed to move the Yankees away from being this all-powerful empire into just another team like everybody else. So uh, really, much, much, I, like I had very low expectations because of the Yankees, but... Uh, I, I really enjoyed it, actually. Uh, actually, also have a visit. So it looks like this Friday, uh, Jackson and I are going to make a full day out of it. We're going to head to the uh, newly opened, as in like it opened today, the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame in St. Mary's, Ontario. So we're going to go through, uh, do a quick buzz through there. Then we're going to head to... Labatt Memorial Park in London. Nice. Uh, hopefully catch a, a, a quick tour there. There's some debate about whether it is or isn't the oldest continually operating ballpark in the world. Uh, they claim to... All field. They claim to be running back, uh, running since 1877, and they offer little ballpark tours there. And then uh, at night, it's... Uh, we're going to see the reverse of the, the game that I saw. So we'll see the London Majors hosting the Well and Jackfish. So uh, catch all those details at ProFan 9. Awesome. And remember, you can find all of our 2,500 stadium reviews, news items, and other feature stories on our website, stadiumjourney.com. Connect with us on all of our social media channels at Stadium Journey. You can find the audio versions of the Stadium Journey podcast by searching HIAC Talk Radio Network on whatever podcast app you use or on Spotify. Video simulcasts of the great podcasts we put out every other week, like this one, can be found on Stadium Journey's YouTube page. And our classic back catalog can still be found at VOCNation.com. 
Join us every other Tuesday night as we record live at 8 Eastern at twitch.tv slash damnwell83. And join us next week when we'll be joined by Sean Ely, Ely or Eli, I'm sorry, Sean, for butchering your name, and Corey Wagner from Number Six with Cheese. And then the following week, we'll be back with our Trips and Topics segment. We will obviously have a ton of ballparks to talk about. So for Dan, Mark, and Dave, this is Paul, wishing you safe journeys and close games. Hope to see you on the road real soon. Across the desert, bear man, I breathe the mountain air man. I've traveled, I've had my share man, I've been everywhere. I've been everywhere.